Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. In fact, as you know, we've been teaching from the subject in the series, Breaking the Chains, Breaking the Chains. And we're going to actually conclude today by going to our topic or our text, I should say, for today in the book of Romans chapter 10 verse 8 Romans chapter 10 and verse 8 and the word of God reads it says but what saith it the word is nigh thee even in thy mouth and in thy heart that is the word of faith which is which we preach that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed, shall not be ashamed. The title of today's message is Breaking Time breaking time yes that's why you hear chains falling it's time for those things to be broken it's time for those things to be broken during this series we've been teaching we examined several chains that need to be broken in order for us to fulfill the purpose that god has for our lives these chains are low self-esteem the misconception that you have to be perfect Pride and arrogance and not being honest with yourself, not being honest with yourself. These chains, these are the chains we've been dealing with. And today we're going to look at the solution to breaking these chains. We're going to look at the solution to breaking these chains. I want you to look back at our first verse in our text with me. Again, verse number eight. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach, which we preach here. The apostle Paul is letting us know that the word of God is always near us, regardless of what we are experiencing. It's always near us, regardless of what we are experiencing. In fact, the word is Christ. The word is Christ. Remember, the, John told us in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. We found out later that it said the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Well, who was this word that became flesh and dwelt among us? It was none other than our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It was Jesus Christ. The word is Christ. That's why in verses six and seven, Paul is letting the church in Rome know that there is no need to get someone to try to go up to heaven and bring Christ down. He also said there's no need to try to go into the abyss and bring him out of the grave. One, he's no longer in the grave. He's seated at the right hand of the father forever making intercession for you and me. That's where he is. But also watch this. He is in the word. He came in the volume of the book. He is the word. The word is Christ. That's who it is. He is, is, is Jesus. Jesus, our Christ. That's exactly what it is. Because he is with us, within the word of God, 
that is within our own mouths. Because he is with us, within the word of God that is in our own mouths, Christ is there as we declare him, as we speak him, as we speak that word, Christ's presence is with us, is with us. But what should we do or what should this do for us? What should this do for us? Why is this important to our daily lives? Why is this important to our daily lives? You, have, you know, we have to actually look at the original text that Paul pulled when he brought us to this revelation and this understanding that was actually found in Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse 14. Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse 14. The word of God says this. But the word is very nigh unto thee in thy mouth and in thy heart that thou mayest do it, that thou mayest do it. Ah, you see here, we find the key. We find the key. It's not just that we have the word in our mouths so we can quote it and so we can preach it, but to actually do the word. We must actually do the word. I need you to type in chat right now. Do it. Do it. Listen, it's one thing to speak it. It's another thing to quote it. And we can declare it all day long. But there's some things we must actually perform. When we say that word, we have to perform it. Even when we're declaring things that God is going to do, then our response must be one of faith. We've got to do it. We've got to do it. We can't just sit back and hope it's going to happen. We can't just quote it and then do something else completely opposite of it. Then we make the word of non-effect. We've got to actually do it. Make sure you type it. Now do it. Do it. You need to challenge yourself. Hold yourself accountable. Hold your brothers and sisters accountable. Do it. Do it. We have to do the word. Do the word. In fact, the way we break the chains is by declaring and applying the word of God. Do you hear me? The way we break these chains, these chains we've been dealing with, these chains we've been studying, how do we do it? We do it by declaring and by applying the word of God. Declare and apply. Declare and apply. Be bold. Say it out of your mouth. Be bolder. Actually do it. Be bold, declare it out of your mouth. Be bolder and actually do it. Actually do it. We've got to do the word of God. We've got to do the word of God. So when the apostle Paul says that the word is nigh thee, he says it's nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. He is letting us know that Christ is in the words that we speak and he's within our hearts. Do you hear me? He's in the words that we speak. You want to change your atmosphere? Speak the word. You're releasing Christ into your atmosphere. You're releasing him into your atmosphere. You're allowing him to change the situation. When you can release the word, release the word. The spirit of Christ comes and changes your atmosphere. It changes your atmosphere. You have to understand that. And also it's in your heart. It's in your heart. Remember, I've taught you before. He wants to make your heart his what? His throne where he can sit and rest. He wants to dwell within you right there in your heart. That's what you have to remember. You've got to always remember that. You've got to remember that he's going to be, be in, in the words that you speak and he's within your heart, within your heart. But what's in our heart 
and what comes out of our mouths should govern our actions and how we walk. Let me say it again. What's in our heart and what comes out of our mouths should govern our actions and how we walk. When you say it and it's in, you, it's in your heart and you say it, then you need to do it. We have to be men and women of our word. We've got to be men and women of our word. We got to say it doesn't mean that you're not going to make a mistake. We are going to make mistakes. But when we do, we don't stay down there. We don't sliver off to the side and try to figure out, oh, well, well, this this must not be real. And you start listening to other things that you're hearing. Listen, understand Jesus is the Lord. He's the Lamb of God. He is the one who's filled with the spirit of God. He's the ancient of days. He is our Messiah. He is everything. He was with God in the beginning. He's all of those things. So when you hear about these other names that people try to attribute, attribute and say Christ was named after them. No, no. Christ was before them. At the be in the beginning was the word. Listen, he was before them. Even before any of those was sketched or itched or etched into any walls in the Egyptian tombs. Don't ever Never get twisted with that. Understand that he is the Lord. He is our everlasting king. He's our God, our Messiah. He's all of those things. And if we know that and we understand that, then we got to know that the very word that he declares who he is, the very word that he spoke is got to be the word that gives us life and enables us to move beyond our situation, be move beyond the things that we're going through to get up. If it's in our heart, it's in our mouth. It's got to control our actions and how we walk, how we walk. Listen, we must make a commitment, a commitment to stay the course. We must make a commitment to stay the course. I need somebody to type in chat right now. Stay the course. Stay the course. We got to make a commitment to that. Listen, there's some young people, young brothers and sisters. You're sitting there looking at this and you're thinking about the things that you're going through and how you're trying to stay that course. You're trying to, you heard the word and you've gleaned from the word. You grabbed the word and you're trying to run with it in your one bedroom apartment. You're trying to run with it with your job. And some of you are working two jobs, looking at only making minimum wage. And you're thinking, man, this is all I can do. This is the best I'm ever going to have. No, let me tell you something. It may be where you're starting, but it's not where you're going to finish. Do you hear me? It may be where you're starting, but it's not where you're going to finish. Listen, everybody has to start somewhere, but you stay the course. You stay the course. Remain faithful unto him. Keep reading his word. Keep praying. Be instant in season and out of season. Look, you keep on getting up early and don't be ashamed if you have to get on the bus to get to your job. Don't be ashamed if you have to get on the train to get to your job and work or take care of your family. You do whatever you have to do in this season and know that he's with you. You simply stay that course. Keep taking one step in front of the other, knowing that he's with you. Listen, every time you're doing it, see others are sitting around giving lip service. They're bumping their guns, but you're actually walking it out. Your faith is growing stronger with every step you take. Understand that he's made you strong to be able to go through the things that you're going through, and you're going to get through it and go to another season. And there's some of my, my, my seasoned young people some of y'all may be in your 40s, your mid-40s, or, or somewhere around there. Don't you know 40 is only the new 30? 40 is only the new 30. So listen, you may be in your 40s and you're thinking, listen, I, I'm stuck in this career. I'm stuck in this rut, and there's no way I can go anywhere else. But God has put this thing in my heart. But if I do this, that means I got to go to school. 
That means I got to study some more. That means I got I already got this degree. I don't want no more degrees. But you may need to get this certification. You may need to get another degree. You may need to get more knowledge and education in the area that you want to go into, that you know he's calling you into. Listen to me. Stay the course. Listen, I understand what it's like. I understand what it's like overseeing a great deal and still having to take classes at night and keep taking them while doing everything that you have to do, working 40 hours on paper, but actually feeling like 50 to 60 hours. I know what that's like and still having to turn in assignments and still having to write papers and still having to take tests. I know what that's like, but when I got my degree, when I got my master's, I still was able to give God the glory because he was the one who saw me through it. Why? Because I stayed the course. I stayed the course. I understand. I'm telling you what I know. I'm telling you what I've experienced. And God is no respecter of person. What he's done for me, what he's done for others, he can do for you. He can do for you. Stay the course. Stay the course. I want you to understand there will be many temptations to try and make us abort our path or stop short of reaching where God has called us to. But we cannot give up. We cannot give up. Listen, you cannot give up. Look, I, I, I believe I said this before. My, my family, they know we don't give up. The Brown family does not give up. Tabernacle of worship, you're a part of me. You do not give up. You want to make pastor mad? Tell him that you gave up. Tell them that you quit. That's going to make me, or we're going to have a conversation because you cannot quit. We have to keep going. We have to keep fighting to fulfill what God has put us in this earth for. You cannot quit. You cannot give up. I don't care what they're saying about you. I don't care how they're looking at you. You keep moving. You keep moving. You don't, you don't stop. Never quit. Never quit. Keep pressing forward. Keep driving forward. I don't care how hard it is. Keep going. God is with you. God is with you. You're never alone. Never alone. We cannot give up. And that actually brings us to where I want you to look back with me at our text at verses 9 and 10. 9 and 10. It says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Unto salvation. You see, this is why we must believe that Jesus laid down his life for us, and God raised him from the dead. We've got to believe that. He laid down his life for you and for me, and God raised him up. God raised him up just so we could have a right to everlasting life. So we, everything that he bore on that cross, he did it for us. The stripes on his back to heal our disease. Everything that he's gone through has been for us, for you and for me, for you, everyone you love, everyone you're connected with that calls upon the name of Jesus. He did it for, he did it for you see, our belief in the Lord's resurrection and our ability to confess, it shows our salvation. It shows our salvation. And that word salvation is a Greek term, soteria. And that means deliverance, preservation, safety, and salvation. 
Let me say it again. Soteria, it means deliverance, preservation, safety, and salvation. So in this sense, your salvation is not an event, but a continuous process. Say it again. Your salvation is not merely an event. It's not just when you went down to an altar and you sat there and you cried and they laid hands on you, may have put oil on you and all of those things. It was a wonderful beginning point, but it was not the end. It was not the end. There's a continuous process. I need you to type process in chat. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.